Krishna everyone, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the live studios in Hive, Southeast England, just next to the English Channel, down the road from Canterbury, and then Folkestone, and then Hive. <clears throat> so we're here the day after the change of administration of the United States of America, and uh, I still have some affection for that because Srila Prabhupada went to America, you know, and saved us, <laughs> being the main reason, and also because there was a system of social and government social system that was free enough to allow Prabhupada to do what he did, and that made him uh, have affection for America. So I always, I always wish it well, let's put it that way. And it um, seems there's some light, maybe, at the end of the tunnel, so let's see. In the meantime, we're basking in the transcendental light of transcendental knowledge of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. <clears throat> so as long as we go on hearing like this with other Vaishnavas sincerely, of the same uh, mentality, then we're safe, no matter what's going on in the world. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he, the, the Chaitanya Charitamrita was his life and soul. And he left us this very poetic and beautiful uh, glorification for our benefit. He said, in due course, Mahapralaya, devastating floods, will inundate the entire universe. <clears throat> if you attempt to survive by swimming in that deluge, then do not neglect to take hold of Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, and Sri Chaitanya, Charitamrita. Or, if you cannot hold all three, then release Bhagavad Gita. If necessary, you may also relinquish Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, but under no circumstances release your hold on Śrī Chaitanya Charitamrita. For if this one book remains, then the flood can do no actual damage, because after the flood has subsided, the message of Shastra can be revived from Śrī Chaitanya Charitamrita alone, it being the essence of all Shastras. Jaya Jai Sri Chaitanya Jai Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhakta Vinda Jaya Jai Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhakta Vinda Jaya Jai Sri Chaitanya Jai Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gauda Bhakta Vinda Jaya. I'm sorry I'm a little late today. We had a very busy day. We've reached the 16th chapter of the Anjalila of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu tastes nectar from the lips of Lord Sri Krishna. 
the 16th chapter is summarized by Śrīla Bhaktivinoda Thakur in his Amrita Pravaha Bhāsha. When the Bengali devotees of the Lord returned to Jagannath Puri, a gentleman named Kalidas, who was an uncle of Raghunath Das Goswami, went with them to see Śrī Chaitanya Mahāprabhu. Kalidas had tasted the remnants of food of all the Vaishnava Vaishnavas in Bengal, even Jadu Thakur. Because of this, he received the shelter of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at Jagannath Puri. When Kavi Kanrapur was only seven years old, he was initiated by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu into the Hare Krishna Mahamantra. He later became the greatest poet among the Vaishnava Acharyas. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ate the remnants of food known as Balababhoga, he described the glories of such remnants of the Lord's food and then fed all the devotees the prasadam. Thus they all tasted Adam, Adaramrita, the nectar from the lips of Lord Sri Krishna. Text 1. Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who personally tasted the nectar of ecstatic love for Krishna and then instructed his devotees how to taste it. Thus he enlightened them about ecstatic love for, of Krishna to initiate them into transcendental knowledge. All glory, all glories to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu all glories to Lord Nityananda, all glories to Advaita Acharya, and all glories to all the devotees of the Lord. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu thus stayed at Jagannath Puri in the association of his devotees, always merged in ecstatic devotional love. The next year, as usual, all the devotees from Bengal went to Jagannath Puri and as in, the, as in previous years, there was a meeting between Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the devotees. Along with the devotees from Bengal came a, gen, came a gentleman named Kalidas. He never uttered anything but the holy name of Krishna. Kalidas was a very advanced devotee, yet he was simple and liberal. He would chant the holy name of Krishna while performing all his ordinary dealings. When he used to throw dice in jest, he would chant Hare Krishna while throwing the dice. Purport. In this connection, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur warns the men of this age not to imitate the jesting of a Mahabhagavat like Kalidas. If someone imitates him by playing with dice or gambling while chanting the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, he will certainly become a victim of offenses unto the holy name. As it is said, Namno balad yasahi papa buddhihi. One must not commit sinful activities on the strength of chanting 
the Hare Krishna mantra. Playing with dice is certainly certainly gambling, but it is clearly said here that Kalidas did this only in jest. A Mahabhagavat can do anything, but he never forgets the basic principles. Therefore it is said, Tarabhakya Kriya Mudra Vigyeha Nadbhujaya No one can understand the activities of a pure devotee. We should not imitate Kalidas. Text 8 Kalidas was an uncle of Raghunath Das Goswami. Throughout his entire life, even in his old age, he tried to eat the remnants of food left by the Vaishnavas. Text 9 Kalidas ate the remnants of food of as many Vaishnavas as there were in Bengal. He would go to all the Vaishnavas born in Brahmana families, be they neophyte or advanced devotees, and present them with gifts of first-class eatables. He would beg remnants of food from such Vaishnavas, and if he did not receive any, he would hide. After the Vaishnavas finished eating, they would throw away, throw away their leaf dishes, and Kalidas would come out of hiding, take the leaves, and lick up the remnants. 13. He would also take gifts to the homes of Vaishnavas, born in Shudra families. <clears throat> he would then hide, and in this manner, eat the remnants of food they threw away. 14. There was a great Vaishnava named Jadutakur, who belonged to the Bunamali caste. Bunimali caste. Kalidas went to his home, taking mangoes with him. Purport. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur remarks, Both Kalidas and Jadu Thakur are worshipped at a place called Sri Patabhati. Sri Patabhati <clears throat> in the village known as Bedo or Baduya. This village is situated about three miles south of the village of Krishnapur, the birthplace of Raghunath Das Goswami which is about one mile west of the Bandel junction of the Birdwan line. A post office there is named Devanandapur. Jadutakur used to worship the deity of Sri Maran Gopal. The deity is still worshipped by one Ramadas Rama Prasad Das, who belongs to the Ramayat community. It is said that the deity worshipped worshipped by Kalidas had been worshipped until recently in the village of Shankar on the bank of the Saraswati River. But the deity was taken away by a gentleman named Matilala Chaturbhajaya from the village of Triveni. The deity is now being worshipped at his place. Text 15 Kalidas presented the mangoes to Jadutakur and offered him respectful obeisances. Then he also offered respectful obeisances to the Thakur's wife. When Kalidas went to Jadu Thakur, he saw that the saint that saw that he saw that saintly person sitting with his wife. As soon as Jadu Thakur saw Kalidas, he likewise offered his respectful obeisances unto him. 
after a discussion with Kalidas that lasted for some time, Jadotakur spoke the following sweet words. I belong to a low caste, and you are a very respectable gentleman, and you are a very respectable guest. How shall I serve you? If you will permit me, I shall send some food to a brahmana's house, and there you may take prasadam. If you do so, I shall then live very comfortably. Kalidas replied, My dear sir, please bestow your mercy upon me. I have come to see you, although I am very fallen and sinful. Simply by seeing you, I have become purified. I am very much obligated to you, for my life is now successful. My dear sir, I have one desire. Please be merciful to me by kindly placing your head upon my head. Excuse me. Please be merciful to me by kindly placing your feet upon my head so that the dust of your feet may touch it. 23. Jadotaku replied, it, it, does not ven it does not befit you to ask this of me. I belong to a very low caste family, whereas you are a respectable, rich gentleman. Kalidas then recited some verses, which Jadutakur was very happy to hear. Even though one is a very learned scholar in Sanskrit literature, <clears throat> if he is not engaged, in pure devotional service, he is not accepted as my devotee. But if someone born in a family of dog-eaters is a pure devotee with no motives for enjoyment through fruitive activity or mental speculation, he is very dear to me. All respect should be given to him and whatever he offers should be accepted, for such devotees are indeed as worshipable as I am. Purport. <clears throat> this verse, spoken by the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is found in the Hari Bhakti Vilas. Hari Bhakti, Hari Bhakti Vilas, 10, 20, 127. 26. A person may be born in a Brahmana family and have all twelve Brahminical qualities. But if in spite of being qualified, he is not devoted to the lotus feet of Lord Krishna, who has a navel shaped like a lotus, he is not as good as a chandala, who has dedicated his mind, words, activities, wealth and life to the service of the Lord. Simply to take birth in a Brahmana family or to have Brahminical qualities is not sufficient. One must become a pure devotee of the Lord. If a Shwapacha or Chandala is a devotee, he delivers not only himself but his whole family. Whereas a Brahmana who is not a devotee but simply has Brahminical qualifications cannot even purify himself what to speak of his family. Purport. This is the this and the following verse are quoted from Srimad Bhagavatam. 7, 9, 10, and 3, 33, 7. Aho bhatta shwapacho 
Tugadiyan Yajjivagre Vartate Namatu Byam Tapustapaste Juhubu Sasnuraya Brahmanu Chur Namagrinantijete My dear Lord, anyone who always keeps your holy name on, the, on his tongue is greater than an initiated Brahmana. Although he may born, be born in a family of dog-eaters and therefore, by material calculations, be the lowest of men, he is glorious nonetheless. That is the wonderful power of chanting the holy name of the Lord. One who chants the holy name is understood to have performed all kinds of austerities. He has studied all the Vedas. He has performed all the great sacrifices mentioned in the Vedas. And he has already taken his bath in all the holy places of pilgrimage. It is he who is factually the Aryan. Text 28 Hearing these quotations from the revealed scripture, Srimad Bhagavatam, Jadutaku replied, Yes, this is true, for, is, for it is the version of Shastra. It is true, however, for one who is genuinely advanced in devotion to Krishna. <laughs> such a position may befit others, but I do not possess such spiritual power. I belong to a lower class and have not even a pinch of devotion to Krishna. Purport in his statement, Jadutakur presents himself as being born in a low caste family and not having the qualifications of a bona fide devotee of Lord Krishna. He accepts the statements declaring a low-born person highly exalted if he is a Vaishnava. However, he feels that these descriptions from Srimad Bhagavatam appropriately describe others, but not himself. Jadutakura's attitude is quite befitting a real Vaishnava, for a Vaishnava never considers himself exalted, even if he factually is. He is always meek and humble, and never thinks that he is an advanced devotee. He assigns himself to a lower position, but that does not mean he is indeed low. Sanatana Goswami once said, that he belonged to a low-caste family, for although he was born in a Brahmana family, he had associated with Mlechas and Yavanas in his service as a government minister. Similarly, Jadutakur presented himself as someone who belonged to a low caste, but he was actually elevated above many persons born in Brahmana families. Not only is there evidence for this in Srimad Bhagavatam, as quoted by Kalidas in verses 26 and 27. But there is also considerable evidence for this conclusion in other Shastras. For example, in the Mahabharata, Vanaparva, 177.20, it is stated, Shuja tu yad bala lakshma dvite tachchana vidyate navai shudro bhavech shudro brahmano Nacha-brahmanaha. If someone born a Shudra possesses the characteristics of a Brahmana and someone born a Brahmana does not, that Shudra should, be not, 
should that shudra should not be taken as a shudra and that brahmana should not be known as a brahmana similarly in the vanaparva chapter 203 11 and 12 it is said if a person born in a shudra family has developed the qualities of a brahmana such a such a satya truthfulness such as satya truthfulness shama peacefulness dhamma self-control and arjava simplicity he attains the exalted position of a brahmana and in the anushasana parva chapter 163 it is said if one is factually situated in the occupation of a brahmana he must be considered a brahmana even if born in a chatriya or vaishya family o devi even if one is born a shudra if he is actually engaged in the occupation and poor and, and pure behavior of a brahmana he becomes mm, a brahmana moreover a vaishya can become a chatriya therefore neither the source of one's birth nor his reformation nor his education is the criterion of a brahmana the vritta or occupation is the real standard by which one is known as a brahmana we have seen that a person who is not the son of a doctor and has not attended a medical college is sometimes able to practice medicine by practical knowledge of how to perform a surgical operation how to mix medicine and how to give certain medicines for certain diseases a person can receive a certificate a certificate and be registered as a medical practitioner in the practical field he can do a medical man's work and be known as a doctor although qualified medical men may consider him a quack the government will recognize his work especially in india there are many such doctors who perform their medical services perfectly they are accepted even by the government similarly if one is engaged in brahminical service or occupational duties he must be considered a brahmana despite the family in which he was born that is the verdict of all shastras in Srimad Bhagavatam 7.11.35 it is said yasya ya lakshanam proktam pungso varna biyanjakam yad anyatrapi yan anyatrapi drishyeta tattenaiva vinir dishet this is a statement by Narada Muni to Maharaj Yudhishthir wherein Narada says that the symptoms of a Brahmana, Kshatriya and Vaishya are all described in the Shastras therefore if one is found exhibiting the symptoms and qualities of a Brahmana, Kshatriya or Vaishya and serving in a Brahminical, Kshatriya or Vaishna, Vaishya occupation even if he is not born a Brahmana, Kshatriya or Vaishya he should be considered he should be considered such according to his qualifications and occupation similarly in the Padma Purana it is said 
A devotee should never be considered a shudra. All the devotees of the Supreme Personality of Godhead should be recognized as Bhagavatas. If one is not a devotee of Lord Krishna, however, even if born in a Brahmana, Chatriya, or Vaishya family, he should be considered a Shudra. <clears throat> in the Padma Purana, it is also said, if a person born in a Brahmana family is an Avaishnava, a non-devotee, one should not see his face exactly as one should not look upon the face of a chandala or dog-eater. However, a Vaishnava found in Varnas other than Brahmana can purify all the three worlds. The Padma Purana further says, Shudram va Bhagavad Bhaktam Nishadam Shwapacham Tata Bhikshate Jati Samanyat Sayati Narakang Druvam one who considers a devotee of the Supreme Personality of Godhead who was born in a family of Shudras, Nishadas or Chandalas to belong to that particular caste certainly goes to hell. I'll read that again. One who considers a devotee of the Supreme Personality of Godhead who was born in a family of Shudras, Nishadas or Chandalas to belong to that particular caste he certainly goes to hell. A Brahmana must be a Vaishnava and a learned scholar. Therefore, in India, it is customary to address a Brahmana as Pandit. Without knowledge of Brahman, one cannot understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, a Vaishnava is already a Brahmana, whereas a Brahmana may become a Vaishnava. In the Garuda Purana, it is said, Bhaktir Ashta Vida Vida Yesha Yasmin Bleche Pivartate Saviprendro Muni Sheshta Sagyani Sachapanditaha. Even if one is born a Mlecha, if he becomes a devotee, he is to be considered the best of the Brahmanas and a learned Pandit. Similarly, the Tattvasagara says Yata Kanchanatam Yati Kanksyang Rasavidanataha Tata Diksha Vidane Na Dvijatam Bijatvam Jayate Nrinam As bell metal is turned to gold when mixed with mercury in an alchemical process, so one who is properly trained and initiated by a bona fide spiritual master becomes a Brahmana immediately. All this evidence found in the revealed scriptures proves that according to the Vedic version, a Vaishnava is never to be considered an Abrahmana or non-Brahmana. A Vaishnava should not be thought of, a Vaishnava should not be thought to belong to a lower caste, even if born in a Mlecha or Yavana family. Because he has become a devotee of Lord Krishna, he has, be, he has become purified and has attained the stage of Brahmana, Dvijatvam, Jayate, Nrinam. Text 30. Kalidas again 
offered his obeisances to Jadutakur and asked his permission to go. The Saint Jadutakur followed him as he left. After bidding farewell to Kalidas, Jadutakur returned to his home, leaving the marks of his feet plainly visible in many places. Kalidas smeared the dust from those footprints all over his body. Then he hid in a place near Jarutakur's home. Upon returning home, Jarutakur saw the mangoes Kalidas had presented. Within his mind, he offered them to Krishna Chandra. Jarutakur's wife then took the mangoes from their covering of banana leaf trees, tree leaves, banana tree leaves, and, and bark. I'll read this again. Sorry. Jadu Thakur's wife then took the mangoes from their covering of banana tree leaves and bark and offered them to Jadu Thakur, who began to suck and eat them. Text 35. When he finished eating, he left the seeds on the banana leaf and his wife, after feeding her husband, later began to eat. After she finished eating, she filled the banana leaves and bark with the seeds, picked up the refuse, refuse, and then threw it into the ditch where all the refuse was thrown. Kalidas licked the banana bark and mango leaves and skins, and while licking them, he was overwhelmed with jubilation and ecstatic love. Text 38 In this way, Kalidas ate the remnants of food left by all the Vaishnavas residing in Bengal. When Kalidas visited Jagannath Puri, Nilachala, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu bestowed great mercy upon him. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would regularly visit the temple of Jagannath every day and at that time Govinda, his personal service servant, used to carry his water pot and go with him. On the northern side of the Singhadwara, behind the door, there are 22 steps leading to the temple, and at the bottom of those steps is a ditch. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would wash his feet in this ditch, and then he would enter the temple to see Lord Jagannath. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ordered his personal servant, Govinda, that no one should take the water that washed his feet. Because of the Lord's strict order, no living being could take the water. Some of his intimate devotees, however, would take it by some trick. One day, as Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was washing his feet at that, at that, in that place, Kalidas came and extended his palm to take the water. Kalidas drank one palmful, and then a second, and a third, then Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu forbade him to drink more. Do not act in this way anymore. I have fulfilled your desire as far as possible. <laughs> 48. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the most exalted, omniscient, supreme personality of Godhead and therefore he knew that Kalidas in the core of his heart had full faith in Vaishnavas. Because of this quality, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu satisfied him 
with mercy not attainable by anyone else. 50. On the southern side, behind and above the 22 steps, is a deity of Lord Nrsingadev. It is on the left as one goes up the steps toward the temple. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his left side toward the deity, offered obeisances to Lord Nrsinga as he proceeded toward the temple. He recited the following verses again and again while offering obeisances. Namaste Narasinghaya Pralada Ladadayane Hiranyikashipur Bhakshaha Shilatanka Nakalaye I offer my respectful obeisances unto you, Lord Nishingadev. You are the giver of pleasure to Maharaj Prahlad, and your nails cut the chest of Hiranyakashipu like a chisel cutting stone. Purport. This and the following verse are quoted from the Nishinga Purana. Ito nishinga parato nishingo yato yato yamitato nishingaha bahir nishingo ridaye nishingo nishingam amadin nishing hamadin sharanam prapadye Lord Nishingadev is here and he is also there on the opposite side. Wherever I go, there I see Lord Nishingadev. He is outside and within my heart. Therefore, I take shelter of Lord Nishingadev, the original Supreme Personality of Godhead. Having offered obeisances to Lord Nishingadev, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu visited the temple of Lord Jagannath. He then returned to his residence, finished his noon duties, and took his lunch. Kalidas was standing outside the door, expecting the remnants of food from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Knowing this, Mahaprabhu gave an indication to Govinda. Govinda understood all the indications of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, therefore he immediately delivered the remnants of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's food to Kalidas. Taking the remnants of the food of Vaishnavas is so valuable that it induced Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to offer Kalidas his supreme mercy. Therefore, giving up hatred and hesitation, try to eat the remnants of the food of Vaishnavas, for you will thus be able to achieve your desired goal of life. The remnants of food offered to Lord Krishna are called Mahaprasadam, after this same Mahaprasadam has been taken by a devotee, the remnants are elevated to Maha, Maha, Prasadam. 60. The dust of the feet of a, devo of a devotee, the water that has washed the feet of a devotee, and the remnants of food left by a devotee are three very powerful substances. 61. By rendering service to these three, one attains the supreme goal of ecstatic love for Krishna. In all the revealed scriptures, this is loudly declared 
again and again. 62. Therefore, my dear devotees, please hear from me, for I insist again and again. Please keep, keep faith in these three and render service to them without hesitation. 63. From these three, one achieves the highest goal of life, ecstatic love of Krishna. This is the greatest mercy of Lord Krishna. The evidence is Kalidas himself. In this way, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu remained at Jagannath Puri, Nilachala, and he invisibly bestowed great mercy upon Kalidas. That year, Shivananda Sain brought with him his wife and youngest son, Puridas. Taking his son, Shivananda Sain went to see Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at his residence. Shivananda made his son offer respectful obeisances at the lotus feet of the Lord. Again and again, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked the boy to chant the name of Krishna but the boy would not utter the holy name. Although Shivananda Sain tried with much endeavor to get his boy to speak Krishna's holy name, the boy would not utter it. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, I have induced the whole world to take to the holy name of Krishna. I have even induced the trees and immovable plants to chant the holy names, but I could not induce this boy to chant the holy name of Krishna. Hearing this, Surup Damodar Goswami began to speak. My Lord, he said, you have given, given him initiation into the name of Krishna, but after receiving the mantra, he will not express it in front of everyone. This boy chants the mantra within his mind but does not say it out loud. That is his intention as far as I can guess. Another day when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said to the boy Recite my dear Puridas the boy composed the following verse and expressed it before everyone. Shabasho Kuvaliyam Akshnur Anjanam Uraso Mahendra Manidama Rindavana Raminanam Mandanam Akilam Harir Jayati Lord Krishna is just like a bluish lotus flower for the ears. <clears throat> he is ointment for the eyes, a necklace of Indra Nila gems for the chest, and universal ornaments for the gopi damsels of Vrindavan. Let that Lord Sri Hari, Krishna, be glorified. Although the boy was only seven years old and still had no education, he composed such a nice verse. Everyone was struck with wonder. This is the glory of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's causeless mercy, which even the demigods, headed by Lord Brahma, cannot estimate. All the devotees remained with Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu continuously 
for four months. And then the Lord ordered them back to Bengal and, and therefore they returned. As long as the devotees of Nilachala, Jagannath Puri, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as long as the devotees were in Nilachala, Jagannath Puri, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu maintained his ex external consciousness. But after their departure, his chief engagement was again the madness of ecstatic love for Krishna. Throughout the entire day and night, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu directly relished Krishna's beauty, fragrance and taste as if he were touching Krishna hand to hand. And I'll stop there. Hare Krishna. Sorry, I'm a little short today. So let's have some reflections and some... How many verses are there, by the way? I saw you checking. Yeah, that's about right. Okay, so let's have some reflections and uh, comments and discussion. First is a question from Yadutama Das. <clears throat> he says, Hare Krishna Gurudev, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Prabhupada. Thanks for always trucking us down the path of Srila Prabhupada's books and back to Krishna. <laughs> I have a question. After hearing about these nice pastimes of Kalidas, I was thinking about how the devotees who are friends who are friends, often playfully steal prasadam off each other's plates. Is this bona fide? Well, this is a relative question. Um, we should not try to imitate Kalidas. That was already stated in, in just what we read. <clears throat> so, it's kind of a delicate uh, situation. I'll tell you a story that uh, in the early days in San Francisco there was a devotee who heard Srila Prabhupada say that prasadam is never contaminated. It can even be thrown in the ground and you can still eat it and it's potent. never loses its potency. So this one devotee taking this very seriously started to eat the remnants of the of the guests that came to the Sunday feast, and it came back to Prabhupada, and Prabhupada um, rejected this. He said, "You should not do this." He says, "It's true that the prasadam doesn't lose its potency, but if a person who's coming to the Sunday feast, who is a materialistic person, and may have." some disease germs in his body or something like that. Like nowadays we have to be so careful, you know, because this pandemic is going on, so everyone's wearing masks and standing six feet from one another and what to speak of, you know, not eating the remnants of each other's food. 
because that's the way disease is transmitted. And he said, he said, if you were advanced enough to get ecstatic love from doing that, although these persons are not the persons that Kalidas was <laughs> begging uh, and, and to begging the remnants from, these were pure, pure Vaishnavas. But Prabhupada said, even if even they are, they never become contaminated. If you get some disease from one of these persons, and because you're not advanced enough, you fall sick, and you stop your service, which is quite possible, then that would be an actually offense against Mahaprasadam. So, there's no mechanical rules about these things. In other words, it depends on the consciousness of the person. And, frankly, unless you're a very advanced devotee, you know, spontaneous in spontaneous love, if we try to imitate Haridas and do that kind of thing, it may not get the result that we that we want that we're looking for. On the other hand, it is said that you can beg and borrow and steal Mahaprasadam, even off the plate of a friend. So it also depends on the consciousness of those who are eating together. Hare Krishna. Next is something from Bhakta Ben. Haribo mm. Bhakta Ben. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. We came across quite a long purport today to text 29. In my personal reading, I sometimes become frustrated or impatient when I come across longer purports on account of my being attached to reading a certain amount of pages each day. <laughs> I understand such furtive reading is not conducive for absorption, but nonetheless I am covered thickly with so much passion. I was wondering if you had any advice on conquering this fruit of mindset to better hear what Prabhupada is telling your servant Bhaktivedanta. Yes, yeah, study the Bhagavad Gita, find out how to act in the mode of goodness, and do that. We're meant to apply the instructions into our own character and own lives practical lives so <clears throat> we, when we were reading the Bhagavatam every day I would read uh, the Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram by Sanatana Goswami and in one of those verses it states that every syllable of the Bhagavatam uh, from every syllable in the Bhagavatam uh, an ocean of nectar is flowing so it's not a good idea of course you already understand that otherwise you wouldn't have said you know how can I overcome that tendency so you already know that it's not right so therefore you say how, what is, how to do that how to, how to overcome it how to overcome the mode of passion is to come to the mode of goodness how to come to the mode of goodness read the Bhagavad Gita there's many verses in the 14th and the 17th and the 18th chapters 
which describe all kinds of objects and things and activities and persons who are in the modes and how they act. And we should read them, we should learn them, and then we should learn how to behave accordingly, how to understand things accordingly, how to recognize real knowledge accordingly, how to understand what to eat accordingly, and so many other things. You know, that's the way to apply the Gita into our into our our own habits and our own uh, character. Live in the mode of goodness, and then you will avoid those kinds of mistakes of skipping forward because you want to read a certain number of pages a day. The whole point of reading a certain number of pages a day is that we read the book in a shorter period of time. But if you skip things and don't read the book, the whole book, then you're not really reaching the goal anyway. Hare Krishna. Next is a comment from Mrinalini Devi Dasi. Mrinalini, Hare Krishna. She says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, all glories to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, all glories to Srila Prabhupada, and all glories to your divine grace for yet another wonderful pastime of the Lord. Bhakta Ben says, Thanks, Maharaj. Thanks, Bhakta Ben, for your questions. They're always very good. They're helpful. They're very helpful. It's, everybody learns a lot when we do these questions and answers. And uh, from Braj Palaba. Hey, Braj. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. This chapter highlights the importance of humility, prasad, and so forth. The example provided seems totally undoable in today's world. I have made it my personal business to take the Maha Maha Prasad of my Guru. However, in these days such antics are not possible. What lessons should we learn from this chapter? Uh, don't imitate the Mahabhagavats and act according to your station in life and Always take Krishna Prasadam. Um, uh, give your life to Krishna in devotional service and whatever your position is, uh, give the fruits of your work to Krishna. And keep hearing regularly every day. Uh, and chant your rounds carefully. Uh, learn the science of chanting. Learn the offenses very thoroughly uh, to the point where they become second nature in your mind and so that that will protect you from making offenses. And in this way, the holy name will gradually purify your heart and allow you to understand everything and follow everything properly. 
Hare Krishna. In the meantime, don't try to imitate the great souls. Follow in their footsteps by following their instructions. The Bhaktivedanta purports, they give the, all the answers. So the instructions in Prabhupada's purport should be followed and uh, in this way you'll be protected. Next is a question from Jai Sachinandanandas. Jai Sachinandan, Hare Krishna. He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai Prabhupada. Thank you for the nectar. When Kalidas took the water from Lord Chaitanya's feet and Lord Chaitanya asked him to stop, would there be negative consequences for disobeying that order if the intention is being greedy for the Lord's mercy? Your loving servant, Jai Sachin. If the Lord gives you a direct instruction <laughs> and then you break it, it's the same as the answer I gave before. That's imitation. Like Lord Nityananda was given the instruction, Lord Chaitanya, not to come back to Bengal, from Bengal to Jagannath Puri, and yet he broke the instruction. And Lord Chaitanya, he's avidut, what can I do? He was not displeased at all. Gadadhar uh, Pandit was told by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to stay, or he made a vow to to stay in Puri and, and serve Toto Gopinath. And then when Lord Chaitanya went to travel, he wanted to go with him. And Lord Chaitanya said, uh, no, you're, you're, you know, you made a vow, you're serving the deities, it would be offense. So he said, don't worry, I'll take the offense and I'll travel along with you when you have to see me. Anyway, he did that for a certain distance and then gradually Lord Chaitanya told him to turn back. Now, if he would have disobeyed the order of the Lord and not gone back, that would have... He would never do that. He would never do that. So there are ways to follow the, the great souls and learn how to do everything properly, you know, without, uh, you know making a fool out of ourselves, you know. If you get a direct order from Lord Chaitanya, even though there was no offense in term in Gadada Pandit's part, he was one of the Panchatattva. He was Shakti Tattva. He wasn't even Jiva Tattva. And yet, you know, he devised a way to to break the <laughs> rule you know, but when Lord Chaitanya told him directly that he had to go back, then he followed. That's following in the footsteps. There's no substitute for experience. And the only way you can become experienced is to have experiences in life over time. So we have to practice. We have to be patient, you know, we have to follow the instructions of our spiritual masters and our 
you know, the advanced Vaishnavas and Shastra and do the best we can. And if you make a mistake like that and it's out of love, it'll be forgiven. It's not serious. But at the same time, if you disobey the orders of the spiritual master, if you get a direct order from your spiritual master and then disobey it, which Kalidash would have been would have done if he had kept on going past the three, you know, that Lord Chaitanya allowed him to take, then he would have become an offender against the holy name and he would have lost his taste, lost his taste. Of course he's such a Bhagavad devotee that that wouldn't have happened because he didn't disobey. And that's the point. Hare Krishna. Thank you, Maharaj. Haribo. And then there's a question from Rati Manjari. Mm. She says, Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Tonight we heard about the three very powerful substances, the dust of the lotus feet of a Vaishnava, the remnants of the food of the Vaishnava, and the water that has washed the lotus feet of a Vaishnava and that we should always render service to them. My question is, how does one render service to those three items? What does that mean practically? When Narada Muni was serving the Vaishnavas, when the Vaishnavas came to his mother's house uh, during Chaturmasya, then uh, he heard from the Vaishnavas. And by hearing from him, he was a very uh, gentle the boy, little boy, but he wasn't attached to sports and frivolity. He was serious, grave. And uh, so he was washing their plates and, you know, rendering menial service. Uh, and in the course of doing that, he asked permission to take the remnants of the prasadam for their plates. And they gave it because they saw that he was pure. He was innocent. So, I think the answer to your question is uh, how can we practically apply it is to ourselves become uh, pure by, by, by the process of following the rules and regulations of devotional life and devotional service. Uh, then, because then, when, when our hearts are pure and we do something you know, that is not, you know, strictly according to the rules, but we do it out of affection or out of genuine uh, love, then there is no offense. So it's a delicate subject matter. It depends on the, on the person. All these questions which want to make a rule, how can we do this? How can we do that? Well, it's, you know, one man's Food is another man's poison. What one person can do, another person can't do. It depends on the level of Krishna consciousness. 
It depends on what the activity is. It depends on the, the position of the persons that we are uh, trying to take the dust from. Prabhupada said we shouldn't actually try to take the dust from uh, each other's feet. But at the same time, there's no harm in it. It's it's some of the, it's like a sport that the devotees do. It's not, it's not so it depends on the in the mentality in which we do things. And I know, okay, I didn't write it down as a as a as a you know a a, a book of uh, rules and guidelines that you have to do or you ha don't have to do. It depends on our consciousness. So if we don't know, better not to. If we don't know, then it's better we don't. And follow the rules and regulations, you know, accordingly. And if we want to, you know, res respect the lotus feet of the Vaishnava, then respect the Vaishnava and serve that Vaishnava with menial service. If we want to honor the, the, the remnants of the Vaishnavas, wait, be patient, the time will come. Even, even Narada Muni, before he became Narada Muni, that little boy, he asked for permission and they granted it. Don't try to imitate the Mahabhagavats who can just do something like Kalidas and you know, impetuously, just, you know, go for it, you know. But look what he had done, you know. He had done that with every Bengali Vaishnava in the whole country. Therefore, Lord Chaitanya knew what his, what his consciousness was. Therefore, he allowed it. I'm, I can't go any deeper than that. Hare Krishna. Anyway, I hope that helped something. Perhaps. I can't write a manual about that. There's no manual. Law number seven, you have to do this, you can't do this. In the spiritual world, I heard, I heard Gopi Paranadana Prabhu speaking about the spiritual world. And he said, in the spiritual world, the laws of nature are different. It's not, every, everyone is full of knowledge. It's not that anyone ever doesn't know what to do or not to do. They do so spontaneously. They know what to do and what not to do, spontaneously. So assimilate these books, you know, keep reading, keep chanting, keep trying to understand, and eventually, gradually, you'll learn what to do and what not to do. And it actually fits into the other answer I gave before about, you know, studying the Bhagavad Gita, learning what the mode of goodness is. And a person in the mode of goodness, he knows what to do, what not to do. He knows what is liberating, what is binding. Okay? Hare Krishna. Much about comments. He says, sorry Maharaj, the rules are of the mind. 
I am unable to fully understand, but thank you for trying to explain it to us. <laughs> My duty. <laughs> I was just reading the Bhagavatam, first canto, and it describes how, you know, when Krishna Katha is in the air, you know, the person who's speaking has to be qualified and the person who's listening has to be quali qualified. Otherwise, the picture doesn't come into focus. So, you know, I mean, I hope I don't offend anybody or disappoint anybody, but I'm not a perfect person. I'm, I'm trying to become a devotee and uh, I'm trying to, to the best of my ability, explain what Śrīla Prabhupāda, what I heard from Śrīla Prabhupāda, and uh, yeah, we have to be qualified to speak and we have to be qualified to hear. So it's the right attitude, it's the right mood to feel unqualified. That's why these two Mahabhagavats, Kalidas and Jada, Jada Thakur, you know, one of them is saying, no, 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 you, I can't receive obeisances from you because you are uh, you know highly qualified person and I'm nobody and the other person said no 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 I am a nobody I'm being purified by your association so this is the the way this is the way even if we're not humble practice being humble practice acting like we're humble even if we're not and gradually we'll, uh, the story goes when in, in 22nd, 26th Avenue uh, when Prabhupada first started the movement there was a devotee we all know him his name was Gargamuni but before he was Greg he and Brahmananda were brothers Chuck and Brett, Greg Sharif and so, I don't know, he came into the program to see Prabhupada and everybody was sitting there waiting for Prabhupada. Prabhupada came in and everyone bowed down. And he just stood there. Like, a, like he, told, he joked, he said, I was like a flagpole, you know, in a garden of, uh, you know, daisies or something. You know? <laughs> and Prabhupada looked at him and he said, you're not going to bow down? And he said, I don't feel like bowing down. And Prabhupada said, well, bow down and then maybe you'll feel like bowing down. And he says, oh, okay, and then he bowed down. And then as soon as he did, he understood why he should bow down. And from that time on, he bowed down. So sometimes you feel like doing something, if you don't do it, you get a higher taste. Sometimes if you don't feel like doing it and you do it, you get a higher taste. Hare Krishna. Comment from Rati Manjari. She says, Yes, Guru Maharaj, certainly. Thank you. I liked how Kalidas wanted to take the remnants of all types of devotees, not only Brahmanas. Very instructive. Mm. Thank you so much, everyone, for those lovely questions and lovely discussions and lovely comments. It's the it's makes 
the reading so nice. Shri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai Sama Beda Bhakti Vrinda Ki Jai Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo See you tomorrow night same time, same place, same topics barring any emergency which sometimes have some time to time. Hare Krishna, see you tomorrow. Hare Bo.